and we're live. Welcome to the latest edition of the SWN podcast. I said podcast correctly, which is better than last week. Uh, I am joined this week in from my new studio, which is my office, my work office, uh, by the shooter, Ian Skinner. What's popping, boys? Yo, what that was actually that was good. I like. I'm very much like a fifty-fifty on that. Sometimes it can sound like a like a really wet handshake, but that was a fucking. Oh, yes. I'm on fire. What? Right, so we'll just go chat for a bit then. So we'll, we'll, we'll do the basic wrestling questions and we'll just see what happens. Uh, as, as people yeah. may have realised, this is episode four. Um, oh, episode four. Nice. Four. I think, I think Who, it's who's four. Who's been uh, interviewed before? Is... Oh, God, now you're asking. Um, right, so the first one was Omar Mohammed. Oh, mate, it's, it's, only, it's only three people. Come on now. Oh, you, you, you misjudged my memory. Uh, so the first one was Omar Mohammed. Uh, then we had Good Zach guy. Bilan. Never met him. Um, he's the, he's the, like, the, like the darkness, kind of like glam yeah. rock. Yeah. That's it. And last week was Kevin Williams. So Gamer guy. Yeah, he's so, got the, like the Super Mario kind of theme. Yeah, so from from one uh, gamer likes his games, we've got yourself. See, we're rolling. We've got this. Um, all right. So basic questions, boring rubbish. Uh, what got you into professional wrestling? Oh, I so I think this is this is like a chronicled story now. I think like, I've rewatched it. Um, but like, uh, like a couple of times I was able to find the first match that I like remember, um, watching Saturday mornings, uh, my, my, I've got an older sister, so I'm sure we were like watching Sky one time and my, like the chronicled story is I remember one thing and it was Bubba Claus. So Bubba Ray Dudley dressed as Santa Claus, putting someone through a table, but kind of like the retroactive nature of it is the fact that it was... <laughs> Even better than that, Bubba, Bubba Claus versus Tajiri Claus, both of them dressed as Santa. Um, no one went for a table, but oh, mate, it is such an amazing match. Uh, I think it was like it was on a random heat or a random raw. Sounds like something from like Bischoff era raw or something like that, 2002, 2003, something like that. No, it, it must have, it must have been like a 99, 2000. Um, because I think William Regal came out or, or Rhino came out. I think it was, I think it was middle of the Alliance story or if, if not just before it, something happened. There's a bit of interference to Jerry does the poison mist, which is lit and then gets the buzzsaw kick and but of, of course you guys now know the finish to the match but i highly recommend to go back and watch it for sheer basic wrestling fun so that was like my initiation into wrestling when i was younger but then i kind of strayed away from it when i was in high school um like other things took took the kind of forefront for me, like gaming, Halo, Call of Duty, that stuff. That's the stuff that I was like right into. Um, but um, my obsession came back when a friend of mine, a friend who's now going out with uh, one another wrestling journalist, which is good because I think there's only only a wrestling journal journalist would be able to put up with the amount of wrestling that this guy talks. Uh, I met him through like some weird counter means it was like it like it like a like fate um one time i was visiting him up in glasgow and he's like oh i'm actually going to a wrestling show do you want to come along with me i'm like yeah, yeah cool and it was at the, at the o2 academy and then i kind of fell in love with wrestling again and then the more i talked about it with him uh the more i learned and the more i was like oh yeah no you're watching the people i'll watch along with you and then and then it became my own kind of thing and uh i started going to university and I remember one of the people I remember from like watching it as a kid was AJ Styles and like like the triple threat match. I remember the triple threat match between him, Christopher Daniels, and Samoa Joe. And I was like, oh, I've uh, he's got a big match that everyone's talking about online uh, happening. Uh, I guess there's a guy called Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, and then I looked him up. I'm like, oh, I remember like watching an odd clip of him versus a guy who like in white trunks and they all did flips and like cool like hard hit and stuff. That seems pretty cool. So, so I tune into Wrestle Kingdom. It was Wrestle Kingdom 10, I think it was, the 
Shinsuke Nakamura versus AJ Styles. And the match right before that match is a match Katsuyori Shibata versus Tomohiro Ishii. And I was, I was like cooking some meatballs and stuff. I was like kind of like idling. I was like, oh yeah, the match is looking cool. But like, I'm, you know, kind of waiting for that AJ Styles match. These guys come in, the bell goes, they just run at each other, start kicking the absolute piss out of each other. And I'm like, hold on. Um, what's going on here? And I've been in love with wrestling. I think that that's what captured my heart. Like I was probably like, like a fan, but at that point, that's when I became like a mega fan, you know? Yeah, it's one of those moments. Shabbat has been a massive, he's been a massive influence. I don't know if you can see the video right now, but I'm pointing to a, a picture of Shabbat that my friend drew for me in my backdrop. Well, I mean, if that's any reason for people to go to the YouTube channel and watch uh, Ian Skinner's interview, then, I mean, what other reason could there be to, to see that picture? Um, so, so yeah, it's about, it's about those moments, isn't it? I mean, Bubba Claus was being, being your moment into it. I think I've discussed it before, but, but that's that's your, often the wrestling comes secondary when it comes to becoming a fan, isn't it? Um, so cause yeah. for me, it was uh, Undertaker burning Vince McMahon's teddy bear. Yeah, that's that's the Mental. kind of stuff that you like. <laughs> as a kid, you're you're sitting idly by, and you it's like a comic book. You're watching these like these people in these like high high function kind of like uh, like outfits, and you're like, whoa what's going on here and then you're invested in that person by kind of like how how they like how they move how they're embodied you know their characterization and then the kind of like moves and the story that's the secondary stuff i say like moves and stuff is the last thing that you kind of like you get invested in you get invested in one move um and that like undertaker that's like the tombstone like kane it's the choke slam Randy Orton, it's the RKO, Stone Cold, it's the Stunner, so on and so forth. Oh, absolutely. I mean, a lot, a lot of be said about WWE and, and everything like that, about their, the, oh, the, the wrestling's not as good, but to be honest, you watch it for the characters. It's it's what it says on the tin, it's sports entertainment. You watch it for the entertainment. Um, but yeah, so so uh, I'm very unfamiliar with Japanese wrestling. I'm not going to lie and say oh, that i know i know don't everything. get me started you, you've, you've said you wanted this interview to be like 30 minutes to an hour it, if you have any questions i'm just gonna be here i'm like i'm gonna pull up the like the cork board i'm gonna have like pieces of string just like well technically tanahashi was the young boy of, and then, and then I'll, I'll snowball. Uh, okay so right enlighten me then what matches of uh ishii's would you recommend to the, the layman over here who doesn't know anything about him? So there is one match, 12 minutes, 12 minutes flat. So it's a really short match against so it's Shibata versus Ishii in the G1 Climax. It's the first time that they had ever met. And people were like, oh, wow, this is really interesting. Right away from the get-go, these guys... They, they walk to the ring, Ishii, he's like a stone pit bull. He has no neck. He's like only like 5'5". Five, five. He is no nonsense. He just walks to the ring looking like, he's straight up like odd job, but like bare bones, walks to the ring, stands in his corner, Shibata comes down, black trunks, black knee pads, black kick pads, slick back hair, face of a, like a bloody Yakuza assassin. He stands in his corner. Everyone's getting ready. The, the crowd is electric because these guys aren't just like standing there just ready, like, you know, like loosening up their muscles going, okay, cool. I'm going to start off with a bit and like test the strength. I'm going to lock up. We're going to be tight. No, these guys are standing in their corner. They're ready to go. They're like horses waiting for that gun to go off because they're going to go right out the gates. And that's exactly what happens. As soon as that bell goes, these two forces run in at each other and straight away just start exchanging forearms like they have like no will. Shibata has a quote um, and it's very um, poetic for him to have said this. He says that he wrestles every big match that he has like it's going to be his last, which is why when he has, you know, this match against Okada and he's putting everything into it, he's headbutting him straight up. He is like, he's got so much passion in his body. It's, it's, it's incredible to watch because I, anyone can watch Japanese wrestling. You don't need like a vignette 
of this character. You don't need to sing like the, the entrance song that says their name or says their catchphrase. Shibata walks down to the ring with a towel around his neck, takes it off, looks at the person, and you're able to tell within like, like five seconds that, okay, this guy's intentions are legit. This guy believes what he is doing. And it's the same with Ishii, but Ishii has this case of like, he's the, more often than not, he's the smallest dog in the fight. And that's where his nickname comes from, the Stone Pitbull, the smallest dog in the fight. But when he hits a lariat, a lariat which like other people can use is like, oh, that's just a move that you, that you hit. And then you hit another thing after it. He hits a lariat. He goes with a pin and he's put so much passion and energy into that one lariat that when the guy kicks out at two, you're like, oh my God, um, how did he kick out of it? And he can hit like at least like three, four, five lariats in a match, but you believe every one of them. Anyway, um, so I'd say for Shibata Ishii match, that one. Um, recently, uh, Ishii had a match against John Moxley in the G1 Climax and it's definitely one of those matches that Im imbued that like okay John Moxley isn't just here to wrestle for a big company John Moxley is here to learn the Japanese style or at least like bring his own brand of chaos to the Japanese style and I think as well uh, Moxley versus Suzuki as well when they're just like hitting each other and trying to laugh it off and be like ha 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 that's all you got boom oh Okay, so like, I, I've, like I said, like I've said, like if you get me rolling, I'm gonna like steam. I'm gonna snowball. I'm gonna just talk about everything. That's fine. Um, so, so okay, that's a couple of recommendations for uh, myself and for anyone else listening as well. Um, okay, so I, I, I'm again guessing because I don't know, don't know about you about that. Is, is that Japanese style um, influence in your own work? Because um, I know you like to employ kicks and strikes and yeah was was it called strong um, style is it is that, is that the kind of yeah i think that there's a difference between what like strong style is like in its uh in its formation and what strong style kind of means right now and i think a lot of people you don't see the term strong style being used much anymore because um i think a lot of like yeah i think like maybe like 2013 2014 was like the biggest kind of like the uprise of strong style with British strong style and then Shinsuke Nakamura being the king of strong style but strong style like back in its uh formation is like it's based on like classic like catch wrestling jujitsu martial arts and it's Noki who's kind of like okay to me wrestling is real so we're gonna go out there and we're gonna prove that wrestling is real we're gonna hit each other like and we're gonna mean it okay we're, we're we're gonna exchange and make everyone believe it that's where you've got that kind of like you know don fry versus takayama the like the mma fight where they're just like taking blows taking blows and their eyes are just inflating because they've got like broken nose and like burst blood vessels but they're just going in right now i think the main thing that strong style means to people is the fighting spirit you know hitting someone hard and allowing them to hit you hard as back and very much like it, like Dragon Ball Z or like an anime fight where you're kind of like every hit that you take powers you up, powers you up to get them with one. And it's all about saying, okay, you're going to hit me as hard as you can, but let's see if you can take this one. And that's, that's yeah, that, that kind of like fighting spirit, that kind of like that, that strong style is very much an influence in kind of my uh, my wrestling. But I think a lot of it comes down to, I, I, I like to think that I, uh, well, I mean, um, it's not that I like to think, but when I look at myself, I don't see much impressive uh, stuff in what I do. Um, but there's pe people like yourselves who, like, you've, you've put me over to Frank Mandolini and, like, he, like, he, he asked me um, prior to, like, his interview with me he's like well what do people like about you and i'm like um i don't know um because i'm not like going out there doing backflips i'm not out there doing kind of like extreme like oh this kick combo when am i bam 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 roundhouse you yeah, uh, but i 
I like to think, and I think it's it's something that Coach Tripp said to me um, after Gonzo and like prior to France 2000, is the fact that when I go out there, I believe what I do, so everyone else believes what I do. Um, so when I'm going to hit one thing, it's like, I, like in myself, I'm in that moment, I'm like, I need to hit this one thing and I'm going to make that pinfall. Um, I absolutely agree with, with, with your self-assessment there. Um, I've, I've, I've watched that France 2000 match, uh, probably reviewed it somewhere. Um, but the, which got that impression, got that, that, uh, that passion, but I didn't, I didn't, I don't think I got it as much on screen as I did when I actually saw you wrestle in person because I saw you at SWA in Inverness. Um, yeah. And as soon as you came out, you could feel just the energy just go, this guy is, is a, maybe a bit unhinged, but he's going he's, he's gonna, <laughs> gonna to do what he does well. You know, yeah. It makes no sense. But I, I knew as soon as you came out, I was going, oh, this, this, guy's, this guy's got something. He's, he's going to do everything with, with every passion that he can. And then he did. So it was... I can't remember who you, you were in the ring with, like Dean Ford, maybe? So it was, it was me and Danny Edwards, which, which is definitely funny because we've had, I think that was maybe like our third weekend in a row or something of working alongside each other. Because I think we had uh, me and him at uh, in Dumbarton. And then after that, it was us teaming in respect. And then after that, it was SWA. Um, I love working with Danny Edwards because he's, he's, He's got that mind to it, but it was me and Danny Edwards versus Dean Ford and Owen Jacks, which we're all just like very different stylistic like things coming in because Owen Jacks is very much like he's uh, he probably he'll probably admit it to an extent, but I don't think he realizes how much he's very much like looking sharp, being his cousin and all. You've got Dean Ford, who's very much like a like he like he he could have any any of the strength that he hits could be his finisher. Uh, like, uh, it's, it's, it's incredible because he's got that striking background. Danny Edwards, who's got that kind of, like, him as a bad guy is unreal because he just knows how to get under your skin. But as a good guy, he, he understands what kind of, like, crowds want and crowds need. And then me, the kind of, like, <laughs> I'm going to kick everyone up the arse. And, uh... But, but, yeah, so, like I said, you could tell, I mean, all four years, I, I really enjoyed that match anyway because it's, it's like we were saying right at the start, it's about character. So you guys all come in, personality, buzz. I mean, you could have probably went in there, did very little for 10 minutes and folks still would have been loving it because you guys were so bursting with enthusiasm and passion. Um, I seem to be slowing down on the feed here, but we're just, she won't be okay. Um, but yeah, so, so your passion's not only wrestling or, or saying that, I'll speak about the the tournaments we did at the start of this lockdown thing, um, which okay. Really, which also, also, actually, I do have a grievance with you. Why are my stats so low on your like WWE Two K Twenty? Okay, <laughs> I've had at least like three, four matches that I've lost in like very convincing fashion, where it's like, oh yeah, he's hit his signature move and gone for the pin, and then I've just not kicked out. Granted, the core is amazing. I'm glad I'm not wrestling in a t-shirt. I'm glad I, it, the core still has abs while I've kind of lost them in this lockdown. But come on, like up my stats, at least like, you know, like, I don't know, like... 80, 85 or something like that. Um, yeah, you know, like, give, give me like a 90, 90, yeah, like, you know, like you don't, um, like, put me like The Undertaker, like just have me like do one match in like a year and, you know, yeah. <laughs> um, the, the stats have been actually... Some of them I did kind of start setting because they were just a bit too wild. Uh, but generally, I just <laughs> like to, like, oh, so that, that guy's move set's quite similar. Transfer all. All of it. So I haven't really done much other than that. But I'll bear that in mind. I'll, I'll try and get your, your stats up a little bit because you have, you have lost quite convincingly quite often. So let's let's try and let's try and change that. I've got the I've got the pencil. Hey, I'm here. I'm here to make, I'm here to make people look strong. Okay, you know. Uh, so, so we did the tournaments, and uh, this is well, this is this is why I mentioned yourself uh, in in a last minute wrestling podcast. So Frank, there's your plug. Um, because 
you, you seem to take it so seriously to get through each round. And I, I know it's probably a bit of fun, a bit of banter and what have you, but you seem to take it so seriously that we did promos and and uh, your your final one when you got dropped out of the, was I think it was the 128 mega tournament of doom, um, where you just had a TikTok of you just leaving in a huff. Um, yeah. You're oh, he, very didn't, he didn't, he, he didn't share it on Twitter. How did he win? What is it in Aberdeen that has like, like that everyone's just like, oh yeah, no, I'll vote for him. Anyway, sorry. So you're, you're clearly, clearly very creative, not only in wrestling, but just general. You're, you do your, your, your gaming, which sounds so old when I, when I do this now, with your gaming and your PlayStation and the memes. Um, so, so, I just realised how old I sound. I just turned 30. Um, so, so how, where, where all out sorts now. Um, where did you get that creative spark from? Have you always been quite creative when you're growing up? Or um, okay, if you ever interview Leighton Buzzard, he's got uh, like he's gonna tell you stories that like just completely outshine mine. Okay, but, uh, yeah, I've always met John Barman. I think that's amazing. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. Oh. That, okay, that's something I didn't know. That's just like another thing added to the list. Oh, well, you know, I'm going to guess. Castle, you know, I was in Castlevania. Like, what? I'm gonna I mean, guess, he's, though, he's met John, he's I, met John Barrowman. Uh, I've met Simon Cowell, you know. Yeah, well, it, it did. I'll, I'll do anything. So I assume we met John Barrowman at some point. Otherwise, the camera's cut and just went, I don't want to look at these kids. Go away. Possible. I will come back to meeting <laughs> Simon Cowell. Um, yeah, so so creativity is that always been something you've been quite creative growing up, and yeah, um, so I've I've just got like endless amounts of energy that I cannot expel. Um, I literally I I don't know if you can tell by this interview, but I straight up just bounce off the walls. I always kind of need something to do because I'm just like I'm always looking for something. I've always kind of like done uh, theatre when I was young. Um, I when I was 14, I started doing stand-up comedy, which I kind of fell out of and then came back when I was like, like 19, 20, I started doing stand-up when I was in Edinburgh. I did a comedy show last year. I've got like a, in my university's comedy society, I was the president of it. So I, we've done the fringe since like, like 20, 2015, 20, no, no, 2016 onwards um i've actually i actually brought the for this uh, specific segment i actually brought my uh, my set list for my comedy show last year that i can i can read off a couple sketches that we did um i do a, i did a podcast it's it's kind of like come off now because because lockdown we weren't doing it and for me that was an extra 15 pound coming out of my account that i was like hmm probably don't need that right now i want to squeeze every penny 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 I'm gonna squeeze every penny um, while we're shut down for like three to four months. That was my phone. That is uh, what I did was I recorded my own uh, ringtone so that when I get a text, it's me saying "yeet," but really reverbed. Um, <clears throat> one of my favorite sketches. Pew, pew. Yeah, pew pew. Oh, 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 funny guy, funny guy, Cryers. Oh. Here's the thing, he did that, and like most people are like, oh, he got you, and I'm like, no, that's, I like that, that's Loki sick. Yo, can I use that? Um, but one of my, my, one of my, actually, I've got, okay, I'll list two of them, two of the short ones. Uh, two of my favorite ideas that I wrote for the comedy show I did last year. One of them is a guy who's woken up by a phone call, and then it's me off, off, the, off the stage saying, uh, yeah, is that, uh, Mr. Smith? Uh, sorry, we need to, we need to inform you that at 4, 4.30 this morning, your wife and daughter passed away in a tragic car accident, and the guy on stage like, oh my god, oh god, oh Jesus, oh no, oh god, oh, could you not call me after 11? It's a Sunday, god! <laughs> and... And uh, it's a it's a bit dark, you know. It's it's like my my humor is very it's unique. Ask anyone in Scotland. I've got a very unique sense of humor. Some would say annoying, but uh, I beg to differ. Uh, 
And the, the other sketch that I wrote, which is my favorite, which isn't much of a sketch, it's more of me coming on stage and saying, mm. I, I come on stage with a microphone and I say, you know, you know Pokemon, right? Of course, yeah. Do you not think Squirtle looks and sounds like he's gonna offer you a deep dish pizza? <laughs> I, I never thought about it until you said Squirtle. Like, I blow my mind now. <laughs> right. Anyway, that, that, that I I could go through this, uh, but I won't because that would be uh, very masturbatory of me. Okay. Well, speaking of Pokemon, I've actually got a Pokemon tattoo for those that are watching. That is, that is mint. Okay, so, what is that one on the left? Yeah, it's Deadpool. Is that Batman? Batman. This is great for the podcast listeners. Uh, Batman, Deadpool. Kind of went for a mashup Riddler, Mario thing. Oh, I was going to say Mario. Yeah, well, it's because it's green and purple, so it's kind of go for Riddler. Um, this one mm-hmm. nobody gets because... Obviously, I did not do good, good enough design. Shazam? No. I'll, I'll oh. just tell you, because there'll Flash. be a lot of silence otherwise. It's Power Rangers. Okay, that's mint. Yeah. yeah. Everyone gets oh, it after oh, I like, say... Without, without the... Yeah. yeah. I say Power Rangers, like, ah, yeah. But I've had the... Is it the Flash? Uh, is it Shazam? Uh, is it Thor? Don't have... Well, Thunder, I suppose. But yeah, it's... Uh, yeah. Supposed to be Power Rangers. Um, Yo, guys, tune into the YouTube version of this so we can compare tattoos. Oh, you, or you can check the 2K20, and I have the tattoos of Ian Skinner on his uh, creator wrestler who's got really bad stats. Um, you can see <laughs> them all, all. Or download them. I think he's still on the communications. Uh, PlayStation, PSN. Was it? SWN. I see the, the, o- the. The only the only tattoo that I didn't send you was the one I've got on my leg of my dog, but that's like I wear kick pads, so I can't like. There's no point in me sending that, even unless I'm just like, hey, for the for the heart, for the heart of it, just give me that leg tattoo and then put some shoes over it. Give me some flip flops, and I'll just have the have it on show. Go for the Matt Riddle effect. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, I could, I've only got four tattoos, and you, yours are far more impressive. So we'll just. The they're not impressive. They're not impressive at all. Mine are just like, oh, I love comic books. Can I get like a comic book on me? And they're like, uh, I guess. Yo, what if I had like a maze, but like on my neck and shoulder? Uh, I, I, I guess. I mean, you're saying that, but mine's are. I like Spider Man. So can I get Spider Man? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that, that's, cool. Uh, that's cool. I like the Hardy Boys. Give me the Hardy Boys. <laughs> Got the thing. Yes. I went to Disneyland for my honeymoon. I got, uh, go Mickey Mouse. <laughs> oh, okay. So, yeah, they're not as impressive at all. I pretty much just go, I want this. And that is it. But um, the tattoos, you just go all over the place. I'm like, I've got like a million one ideas that will never be done because money. Um, I was supposed to be getting a. Oh, straight up, I want. I wanted the word "meme" tattoo just on me, but like I also like. So I still do a bit of acting and stuff on the side, and I realised that just having the word "meme" tattooed on me is extremely. Um, let's say uh, it lowers my stock as a person. Um, not also as an actor, but as a person. The only thing being, I could totally like use it as an opening line. The only thing being, um, it's very much like Marmite. Once you meet a guy who's got meme tattooed on him, you're like, it's like drinking kombucha. You know, you drink it, you're like, okay, that tastes horrible, but it makes my body feel good. But the taste, not my body, but the taste. Ever drunk kombucha? No, but uh, the Scrubs podcast seems to be trying to hard sell it to me. But uh, I, I, I see it, but I'm just like, I, I give it some Dr. Pepper. It's got doctor in it. This must be good for me some way. Some yeah. way. Yeah, it'd be fine. I'd be all right. So, Simon Cowell. You met Simon Cowell. How? 
Yo, let, let's let's talk about um, a YouTube poll that I'm gonna be extremely vague about because if anyone finds it, everyone like it's a thing that now that everyone in my work is kind of part of the training of like, okay, you know, Sean, yeah, he's been on Britain's Got Talent. Oh, oh, sorry, not Sean. Ian. Who's Sean? Who's Sean? Who's, I'm not looking for for a name. No. Who's who the hell is? Uh, do you mean like Sean Walker, the 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 guy that does shooter f- film? I, um, Shooters Club, Shooters Club, I think Shooters Media yeah, Club. Uh, yeah, um, I do the stuff for yeah. Who's Sean? I mean, so so you went under a pseudonym in Britain's Got Talent. You went under this yeah, guy. Yes, I did. Sean. So that people, so that so that people couldn't find me. You know, like because I was always Ian Skinner. Uh, um, I went on Brent's Got Talent. I so. I've been in band, I've been in a couple of bands when I was younger, and one of the things that is my passion in my life is uh, singing slash screaming. I love like hardcore music. I love like like stuff that's like pure down and dirty. As long as it's got a good beat, I'm down with it. But I love. I'm a bit of an emo. I don't know if you can tell by this fringe. Um, so I went on Brent's Got Talent and I did Parkway Drive, Dark Days. One thing to note, um, I had a cold at the time, so my vocals did suck. I don't think if I did amazing vocals, nonetheless, that I would have gotten through. I kind of knew that I was going to get buzzed off. Um, but I thought that I'd go on Brain's Got Talent and be like, okay, everyone always tries to make a narrative on these shows. I'm like, oh, he's such a weird, he's such a goth. He wears makeup, he wears eyeliner. I went on... Just like a bare bones dude who's like, yeah, no, I'm just, um, I'm just like hanging out. I actually uh, met my girlfriend here. I texted her, and you know, we kind of like, and then I went out, did my thing. And I was like, oh yeah, cool, thanks very much for having me, guys, and walked off. So they they couldn't make a, like a weird narrative about me. Um, but I still I still do streaming every now and then. I don't like post any YouTube videos or anything. But like in my own spare time at least over lockdown, I'd like to get old emo tracks, which have the really kind of like nasally screams where they're like, yeah, 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 yeah. And put like a real like deeper, deeper like death metal kind of like scream over like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Just to like change things up and keep me, give me something to do while when I wasn't working. Yeah, on uh, Instagram, you do your, your kind of playlist, don't you? You ask people to throw in your tracks and you kind of do your yeah. little reviews. Now that I know that you like all that music, I feel super bad by putting in Jimmy Nails Ain't No Doubt into the into the into your request. Thankfully <laughs> I don't think you ever got to it because no, that's Nah, here's the thing, because li- literally as soon as I kinda like like okay, there's like a maybe like a two to five minute burst of like, oh no one's replied, I've put my phone down and like like gone and called Duty Warzone or something. And then I get back to it and like midnight I'm like, oh, <laughs> I now have like ten requests. Uh, so start but, something um, that uh, oh no, everyone's one involved. Yeah, but, but, but yeah. I, I love music. I love listening to new music as well. There's so many kind of like uh, suggestions that people threw me that I was like, oh, that actually that's a, like like someone recommended Blackpink at one time. I didn't know about Blackpink. I was like, oh, maybe I like K-pop. Is this a is this a thing now? I, honestly, I'm still stuck in about the late 90s, early 2000s, really bad pop music. That's kind of my remit of listening. Give me L- some Listen, NSYNC. okay, like, there, there's, still, there's still, like, a market for that, okay? That's what. That's why the Eurovision, like, oh, Eurovision Song of Fire, Fire, I, I, fire, I, I, I I've yet to watch it. I'm so excited to watch it, but, yeah. That's, you see, that's, that, that's why that film is so popular, because that soundtrack of that is all kind of, like, 90s Euro trash. Um, yeah, yeah, Ding Dong is, like, such a it's, a... it's a funny song, but I think everyone gets behind it because it's that Eurovision 90s Euro trash, and everyone's like, okay, I can get down to this. The 90s never truly died, okay? I'm still going back to It's Gonna Be May, because... Boy, in sync, still jam. Oh, I mean, I'm still discovering songs. Well, I say discovering because it was about five years ago. But when I when I met my my now wife, um, she loves all that. Wait, kind of hold music. on, hold on. You you had a great moment there to do a bore at meme, and you didn't you didn't take it. I I am not one with the memes. 
I, I, but it's Borat. You know Borat. Oh yeah, I've actually never watched the film. Literally all I know about Borat. Literally all I know about Borat. Come on. What do I do with my life? But all all I know from Borat is is nice. That's it. All I need to know. Well, there's another there's another Borat quote that will suit this 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 situation. Is it clean? Um, It is. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. It's just essentially it's something that you can fill fill into this. Like, it's whenever I mention it, you know, whenever I'm going to get married, if I ever do get married, if I ever find anyone who will put up with me, um, it's my wife. Ah, okay, yeah. That got banned from the house really quickly because I used to do that quite <laughs> a lot. So yeah, I, do, I forgot about my wife. My wife. <laughs> my wife. So so yeah, when we start we started going out. She's big into her cheese, cheese music, Westlife boy bands, um, and she's probably glad that I'm saying all this on a podcast. Um, and yeah, NSYNC, I only knew about, what, five songs? Classics. And she started playing this pop, never heard of it before, Dirty Pop. Oh my God, it is the most annoyingly catchy song in the world by NSYNC. Yeah, so, Dirty Pop, that's the one that like breaks down into the beatboxing section with JT. He's like, exactly that. Yeah, I was like, never heard of it before, and I was, what, 25, and I was like, oh god, this is irritatingly catchy. And it's, if it ever comes back to haunt me for some reason, any playlist, there it is. Uh, thankfully, it didn't get played at my wedding, which I think would have annoyed me, but at the same time, made me really happy because it's a very catchy tune. Um, so, so was that your meeting with Simon Cowell, or did was there a meeting post? Oh no, that that was it. That was that was it. That was the like the meeting with Simon Cowell. Um, I think I think I signed an NDA, so I can't say a lot about a lot of stuff that happened there um, on record. Uh, but it's really not interesting. Like, like it was just a really long day of sitting around. I have have heard the, the X Factor things is pretty, well for X Factor it's just like days of standing out so hours standing outside waving. Then, I'm lucky enough to I was one of the people who was kind of like scouted because they did like open auditions at my college at the time. And I was like, I'll go along. Like there's, there's like there's only other four other people there the whole day. I thought I'd go along. I went along. It's kind of like oh, I be a laugh, you know. Say I've auditioned for Britain's Got Talent, and then lo and behold, they're like, "Hey, we'd like to uh, invite you to the TV show recording." I'm like, "Oh, cool! That'd be sick." Um, so, um, but I, I, I was brought in like earlier on, and I stayed inside that whole day until like eleven o'clock at night. It was mad. Um, right, so I'm trying to think of, of uh, that now. You're you're actually from well, you've stayed friend, but where I am, I'm in Elgin. Yeah, Elgin. So um, my parents were in VRF, so I've been like posted and moved about a bit a lot when I was younger. So we moved up to Elgin when I was seven, and I lived there t- for ten years until um, I left high school. Moved down to Newcastle one year, moved back up after that and went to Inverness College and then moved down to Edinburgh and I've been in Edinburgh since. Um, so, so, so well-travelled yeah, already. Elgin. <laughs> yeah, Elgin, I wouldn't say it's well-travelled. Yeah, Elgin's an exciting um, place. <laughs> it, it, it is, cl- I remember going to, like, is one of the classic, like, uh, like, I don't know how to describe, like, the, like, you know, like, old UK tribute shows, that's what they called, old UK tribute shows back in Elgin. There was one a show in Elgin Town Hall and there was like fake Undertaker, you know, like I can't remember any of the of the talent, but I remember fake Undertaker being there and he came out to like the ministry music and that was my jam back then. I was like, yes, I'm a mosher. I listened to Slipknot. This is the heaviest thing I've heard. Was was there a fake keen and a fake mankind at year one? There there must have been. Because um, but I went to oh, one in El- at Elgin Town Hall that was uh, a fake mankind, and he kept getting hassled by someone in the front row, um, and then eventually fake mankind put the mandible claw on this guy in the front row. I hated that show, <laughs> and <laughs> I never went back. Uh, I never went back for another one. But I wonder if it's, if it's possibly the same one. But I think you'd remember. Mankind attacking someone. Yeah, I was a kid at the time, so I must have been like at least like eight or nine, if not like ten, at the time. I must have been like 
Yeah, it must have been like 10, 10 or 11 at the time because it must have been 2005, 2006. Like. Oh, well, well after then, yeah. I, 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 one, I think I, I went to that one. So, geez, they kept those shows going in the town hall for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got W3L, so it's it's still just about as campy, but less tributy, which is nice. Um, yeah. It's good. I, I do like W3L shows just in case they're listening and thinking I just slated them and compared them to tribute shows. <laughs> right, so... They are not! They are definitely not. They are great shows. Um, I just sound sarcastic. But I, I do enjoy them. I just say <laughs> in Kevin Williams' podcast that they're great entertainment, so go along when you, when you whenever there's shows again. Um, so, it's been locked down for, what, a million years now? So how, how have you been kept keeping busy other than... Um, Storming off, getting eliminated by by uh, Alan Sterling in tournaments. <laughs> um, it's gotten really dark. <sighs> um, so sorry, I'm 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 so ADHD. It's it's not even funny. Uh, <laughs> so I've been keeping up, just watching YouTube videos. Uh, I've been working from home a co- like a couple days a week. Um, but what, watching YouTube videos, keeping up with the memes, I got Warzone, been going on walks, started playing Dungeons and Dragons, that was cool, that's really brought my friend group, uh, friend group, uh, friend group together, because it's now kind of like the one thing we do a week that's kind of like, hey, let's get together, let's not talk about all the, all the horror that is happening right now, this nightmare of a reality that we're living in, you know, the unescapable fate that we have beholden on us. Um, but let's just pretend that we're all elves and just like fight demons, um, which is really cool. I used to play Dungeons and Dragons like, like once or twice before, um, but it's really cool. I highly recommend it if you're into like like role playing games and stuff. But um, yeah, uh, I say that I've been trying to keep fit, but I don't have any weights in my house, and there's only so many push ups, squats, sit ups leg raises, band puller parts and shoulder extensions that I can do in my home before I've gone mental. I've recently, um, in Edinburgh, they've got these Just Eat bikes that you can hire out for like an hour. Um, so I've been going right around on like on the Just Eat bikes recently. They're pretty cool. Um, going on late night walks. Um, buying a lot of merchandise because as soon as payday hits, I'm like, oh cool, I'm not going to be um, going on any nights out. I'm not going to be going into pubs or no, eating out nice, so I'm just going to buy some uh, offensive merch. Um, that's it's not a wrestler; uh, it's a, it's a YouTuber, um, but it's it's cool. Um, so yeah, that's that's what I've been up to. Um, it's no, it, 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 <laughs> oh, it seems to be never ending as well. I think it's going to be into uh, what next year before there's actually shows again at this rate and. Everything going on, everything going on. Uh, who knows how many shows it'll actually be? So it's, it's going to be a strange new world. Um, so I know at least there's one. There's one company who announced a show today, uh, and that will date the kind of like date that this episode was recorded. Wrestle Carnival. It's run by a guy called Gary Ward who started doing like uh, like match, not match graphics, but kind of like promo graphics for people. And he's been doing stuff for like people from ROH and all that. Oh yeah, I've, 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 I've shared his. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, it really helps me get in the height and weights for uh, for for two K twenty. But yeah, I've seen yeah, the stuff. I've shared it. Yeah, definitely worth looking out. Straight but. straight up, it's like they're high class stuff. I saw it. I was like ten pound for something that will make me look like Mitsuharu Mashara or like Kenta Kabashi. Um, yes despite the fact that I'm a short king and I'm like only 5'7". But everyone can ignore that, you know, because I look pretty lit, boys. So uh, just to give him a plug, because he's done some incredible work, it's uh, it's two wrestler ads for £10, which is ridiculous value, especially when you see all the stuff he's done. Uh, so it's Gary R. Ward on the Twitter. The Twitter. Uh, so... And, he, and he'll be running the promotion Wrestle Carnival as well. So get that followed on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Yeah. So, right. So let's, let's try and swing this back to wrestling to kind of close it out. We, we've, we went yeah. on a tangent. We knew we would. Um, when the shows return, whenever that may be, 20, 30, um, 
where's where do you want to be? Where, which which rest which companies do you want to be wrestling at? Who do you want to face? Everything. Give me your, give me your plan. Right. Uh, okay. So, I I I'll need to go on like my my like like Instagram and stuff because literally, if there's any company that's doing wrestling, I want to be on that show because I've got so much wrestling juju just running through my veins that I just need to let it out. Like I've said, if I'm not doing something, um, I've got so much built up energy. Um, there's so many companies in Scandinavia that like Body Slammers, uh, like CCW Copenhagen Wrestling, um, like there's like Scandinavian companies. I've seen like Italian companies like IWA, ICW over there. And oh, what is the other one? I can't remember. Rising Sun. Um, I, one of my plans this year was to try to get over to Germany to train with uh, WXW, the wrestling academy over there. Uh, I know that like Raby Davey and Sam Barber and uh, Grant McIver, Sander have already trained over there. Um, I want to get back over to Ireland. I was over there. I was there for like at least just over 24 hours between landing and then leaving again. And there was so much stuff that I didn't do. I only ate one Johnny Rockets, so I need to get back over there and I need to face some of the faces over there. I've seen some amazing stuff about Justin Daniels. Um, not only is he popping off on TikTok, he's been in the newspaper and he's one of the Fight Factory Pros like trainees. Um, and they have a very, very, very tight ship run over there. I trained with them in the start of March. I was meant to be trained over there for a seminar, but the person who was doing the seminar pulled out. I just went over there, still trained there for one day. I'm like, okay, cool. This is a vibe. I need to get back over here. Um, I want to get down to so many promotions down in England. There's so many to name. Um, like, like the fighting spirit guys, but a lot of them are down in London. Um, London's going to Lucha Libre. It'd be great to learn from there. Um, essentially, any company, I want to get to it. I want to work for it. Um, and I just want, I just want to be around it. I want to absorb. I want to get the juices back into me and I want to start doing stuff. One opponent that I have that I'm like, okay, I need to have a match with this guy at least like like once and like in a singles competition me versus daz black just knocking absolute lumps out of each other uh, i i love the guy love the guy to death he's he's incredible he's got so much talent and i want to be that guy's like what in five years time i'm like well i remember that i uh trained with daz black and then everyone goes the WWE, not in five years' time, he's not going to be WWE champion, unless maybe. Hmm. But yeah, Daz, um, Bradley Paul, he's one of the boys. Um, Danny Edwards, Alex Parker, Darren Weiss, Sean Tretton, Ray Barini, Dean Ford. Um, as long as he doesn't kick me, because I like if he kicks me, I'm just going to tap and give up. I want to face you and overall. So many, so many names, so many names, um, so little time. Uh, Grant McKay, like so many different schools as well. I've got so many people like that are on my Twitter that I'm like, oh, whenever I see them, I'm like, yeah, give that a like because I need I need to show my support to these people. Um, there, there's uh, there's a great pool of people uh, that are coming through right now, the young and hungry talent who are ready to go out there and just like like nibble on that that scene and you know build that ring and just like. Get out there and show everyone who's boss. Yes, I'm. I'm fired up like the Ultimate Warrior. I just want to. I want a Batista. I want to get over like the fireworks behind me. Yeah. I've heard you all up, and I was just going to just just wrap it up, and I feel really bad now. Got you all fired up now. Can I can I name some good memes that will kind of bring me down? Yeah, go for it. So the astronaut meme where it's like, wait, it's been cake all along and the guys behind him with the guns like always has been. That's a sick ass meme right now. Um, my name, Jeff, that is never going to die. In uh, meme, okay? I'm, I'm keeping it alive. Um, I always go on um, the wrestling no context. Um, Ginger Pimpernel, I think is uh, Twitch streamers. Uh, I'm going to 
throw a promo out there. Whenever he's on with a guest, I'm always like, hey, uh, have you ever wrestled my name? And they're like, who's my name? My name is Jeff. Um, uh, uh, my wife, that's a good one. And um, there's one of them that I say that is kind of like a thing that I always say hi to my friends by saying, but it's definitely not um, good for the podcast listeners, so they might not like it. But hey, what up, boys? It's me. Okay. Go watch some Shabbat matches. Yes. Um, right. So before we go, plug your stuff. Where are you? Uh, uh, internet, on the interwebs. Yes, I am Ian Skinner PW. That stands for um, Pipe Wine. That is my industry that I um, am running right now. Everyone looks at wines from the grapevine, but no, no one's ever tried Pipe Wine before. It doesn't stand for Pipe Wine. It stands for Pope, Pope, pope Wrestling. Um, yeah, well, Ian Skinner PW. <laughs> yes, that's I'm. Tr- I'm trying to get in. You know, I'm trying to get pals and Luca Depazzi again. I'm like, hey, you know who likes for Pope? <laughs> Who's got two thumbs and likes for Pope? <laughs> okay, I'm not going to continue that because that is a, that could lead to a lot of things. Um, <laughs> um, Ian Skinner PW. It stands for Pro Wrestling. Um, I am that on Instagram, on Twitter, and on TikTok. Um, I probably wouldn't go on my TikTok unless you want to see me get slapped in the face by Solar. And then I do the Moira Moshindale, not me, and slap him back. Um, TikTok is kind of like reduced my content creation because they got upset because I put a picture of Borat in a video. Anyway, doesn't matter. Instagram and uh, Twitter is the best places to find me. You can also like my Facebook page, but Facebook's kind of like a, a dying thing. Only boomers like me use Facebook. Um, but I think Twitter and Instagram is the place to go and you can also see me riding, my, riding this bike around and like um, dressing with my mask on and going up off the seat and wearing my sick ass merchandise I got my new favourite Cucumber Joe t-shirt you heard of Pickle Rick? well Joe Swanson's now Cucumber Joe oh, that I can get behind um, hashtag well, take a shot well, thank you for joining us uh, for the podcast uh, this has been Definitely fascinating. Um, I think we've got some wrestling content in there, which is, all, which is what really... Yeah, I'm sure there's is, is, like at is, least like... What, Ten minutes, if that. That'd be fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you for joining us. I'm going to try and do this not awkwardly. But yes, Ian Thanks Skinner. Thanks all for watching, guys. Pew, pew.